Welcome to the NCO Journal Podcast, where we explore NCO professional development. This is a podcast series where we discuss published articles with authors and provide a forum for the open exchange of ideas, information, and solutions. I'm your host, Staff Sergeant Brandon Cox, Senior Editor of the NCO Journal. With us is the Managing Editor of the NCO Journal, Chaga Zapata, and Sergeant First Class is Valdo Akite, the NCOIC of the NCO Journal. We are also joined by a special guest, Benjamin Smith, the lead strength and conditioning coach for the 10th Combat Aviation Brigade, 10th Mountain Division at Fort Drum. Thank you for joining us. Before we kick things off, Mr. Smith, could you please tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. This is my fourth year uh, with H2F, which is which is crazy to think about. Um, currently right now, I'm the uh, 10th Combat Aviation Brigade um, lead strength and conditioning coach. You know, did the college, university, strength and conditioning coach thing. Um, so I worked at uh, Division Three, Division One, And then, yeah, before that, uh, old school CrossFit coach, <laughs> like 2009, just been kind of a, something I've been doing on and off ever since. I think I want to kick this off a little bit by just talking about when you read the article, what did you take away from this or what did you see that, that made an impact to you? The, you know, identifying you know, the, the correlation between, you know, one of the, one of the biggest things from the article was talking about, you know, the, the choice to do something that is, is difficult and you, you choose that path. And then in that, you know, in that difficulty or that journey through that, you know, hardship, whatever it is, there's, there's some things that you kind of, you know, get out of that change you that you know force you to adapt because of the stress that you're going through and and the benefits that you can reap from that you know that was obviously you know the continuing theme throughout the whole article that, that was interesting but because for me too that one of the things that really made an impact was was also the his words about making choices about choosing certain things about choosing mm-hmm. how you react to certain things uh you know mm-hmm. i was i was in the i was in the service for 20 years as a marine uh and when i was deployed we had um, we were hit by an IED. Our convoy was hit by an IED. Uh, it was buried too deep, but it was still it still caused damage to the to the one of the vehicles and one of the, one of our Marines was was uh, was wounded. Uh, but afterwards, there was a a uh, it was it was a, a a psychiatrist was walking around, a Navy psychiatrist. Like anybody want to talk? And he was, and it, we were all kind of laughing. Saying, you know, you know, just like who is this clown? You know, we just kind of dismissed right. him because we just thought, you know, we didn't want to look weak amongst among ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we probably, some of us probably did need to talk to this guy, but you know, we made a choice. And and I think that in in, in today's environment and in, in the world that we live in, and and in the army in general, uh, I think that it's important that you that you that you speak and you and you. Uh, Get things out, especially like if not with a with a guy like that, then with your team, with your family, with with anybody, and kind of talk thing talk about things because before they become an actual issue. Right. So, I, I think what I've noticed with with my time with soldiers and, and service members, it's one of the biggest connections that you know you make early on as like a civilian, you know, that doesn't have prior experiences. It takes a while to break through that kind of hard exterior yeah let me let me kind of go through the, the, the author talks about his 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 thesis pretty much is, is goes through where he says he says uh, 
The purpose of this article is to analyze resiliency as an individual quality by examining how personal choices, which we just talked about briefly, attitude, stress management techniques, and relationships affect resilient individuals and teams. So we talked a little bit about choices. I think a lot of things that, you know, if, if, if a soldier makes a choice to react a certain way to a certain stress, a stressful event, that's going to affect the outcomes. So let's, let's talk about attitude now. The, the, the second thing that he, that he, that he talked about. Uh, I'm going to use myself as, as an example. Uh, like, say, for instance, now, summers nowadays are really hot, right? Yeah, where we live here in Kansas and Fort, Fort Leavenworth, summers are hot. They are hot. Yeah. Outside working on the yard, doing something, whatever. Uh, my wife goes out there and says, uh, oh, my God, it's too hot. I can't be out here. And I just kind of shrug it off and say, well, you know what? I've been hotter. I, you know, I was in right. Kuwait. I was in Iraq. I, uh, I experienced a right. slightly more elevated temperature. So, yeah, no big deal. So I think that's kind of this, this, this aspect of resiliency is being able to experiencing something, subjecting yourself to something that's stressful in order to, to, to be resilient later is what the author's talking about. And I, when I thought, when, he, when I read what he, what he wrote, I, that's immediately what came to mind to me. It's like, eh. So you just, I just go meh at the, at the, at the hot weather. Yeah. And it's no big deal. You know, it's nothing but a, ch- my words to my wife are, hey, ain't nothing, ain't nothing but a chicken wing. Yeah. And that's so, something yeah. that hit home with me too, because like I've been to Kuwait. There's not too many places hotter in the world. And I've also been to Fort Drum. So there's not too many places colder or with more snow. So whenever somebody complains, it's just like, yeah, whatever, we'll be fine. You know, so that goes in with attitude. If you've built up that strength to to handle those difficult situations, whenever you're presented with one that's either more difficult or the same, your tolerance is kind of heightened. So you can you can handle that situation, maintain that positive attitude, which others can see, and it kind of helps build a, a leadership style that people will follow. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you come in every day, and, and I'll use I'll use up here for an example, real world scenario, right? Snow. You come in every day, and it's like, oh, it's more snow on the ground, and you know, and then somebody hears you talking that way, and then they're they already have a negative, you know, kind of connotation in their mind about oh, there's snow on the ground, it's always snowing up here, there's no sun, like you know, but and that just it, it spreads very quickly. It spreads, you know, faster than you know somebody being. Know, positive about something and you know we've tried to like sit down with like team leads up here and kind of talk about you know why is that just like you know we just live in a world where you know comfort is something that people you know it's all it's all around us so we have it's, it's easy easy access to comfort and it's so it's hard to want to make that choice or you know change your attitude about something that is maybe a little bit more difficult because it's going to be a little bit more, you know, it's going to be harder. It's going to be uncomfortable, or something like that, you know, which is what, you know, the author talks about a lot too, is, you know, making choices to, you know, take yourself out of comfort to, to challenge yourself. In, in your line of work, you're helping with, with people um, to improve physical, physically, right. To improve their strength physically, but we're, we're charged to also improve um our strength in in the mental side of things, and I think this is where kind of it gets at. Nobody really goes out and and does uh, mental PT, so to speak. Right. Um, but I think we can do that PT in in everyday activities and in, in everyday things that happen or, or, or things that don't go to according to plan. I think is what I'm I'm taking away from this. For sure. Yeah. I mean, just 
you know, what, when, when people don't have a clear plan or a path and they don't understand kind of like the, the inner workings of, of something to complete it, it's, it's, it's scary, right? When you have like a, a, a big thing in front of you and you're like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? I haven't prepared. I don't have a plan. I haven't talked to anybody. That's one of the things we go through as coaches all the time, especially, you know, in the military. I mean, you have, you know, ACFD coming up or you have, you know, aerosol coming up or, you know, selection or something like that. Like, you know, wh- what am I going to do? I'm just going to learn what they do, start doing that, you know, not really talk to a professional, not come up with a plan, you know, not segment out that process so you can, it's easily digestible. Um, it can be overwhelming if you don't do that. And I think a lot of it comes from that. So, a lot of people just turn away. They choose not to do it. Where if they, you know, sat down with somebody who has experience, they could see that, like, oh my god, like I can see the whole plan. I understand the why behind it, and this is easy if I just do it, you know, one little piece at a time. You know, one thing that I'm sure that you could speak to as well is that physical resilience directly is directly tied to to mental resilience. Uh, I think that maybe would you talk a little bit about that about you know, how being physically resilient, phys- physically strong, uh, can can make you stronger um, mentally. Sure, um, you know to, to get physically strong, you have to. There's a road you have to go down, <laughs> and that road starts with your psychological approach. There's no other. There's no other way around it. Um, one of the things we we try to talk to soldiers about is understanding the difference between exercising and training, trying to allow them to see and to understand, you know, why there's a difference between, you know, it's really easy to make somebody sweat, right? I mean, I could, we could have them go outside, run around, stress them out too easy, right? But the difference between exercise and training is training is more deliberate. You have a plan, you have a goal, you have a system in place to get there. Right. And that that system doesn't happen overnight. That plan doesn't execute it overnight. It's over, you know, a course of time. We are developing your your development, developing you know, foundational patterns of movement and, and energy systems before you, you know, start to challenge those with higher intensities and things like this. And what people don't understand when they've never like had a strength conditioning coach or they've never followed a system like that is in in, in that process of preparing yourself physically to meet said goal or task or accomplish a school or, you know, whatever it may be, that's in that process is, it's how you piece together that, that psychological resilience, right? I mean, your things are hard, right? You're progressively overloading your, your body, but also your mind, you're coming up with ways to complete tasks, you know, different ways. It's, maybe it's not one way you have, movement variability there's a bunch of different ways you're learning how to use your body i mean all these things are tied to to you know the mental aspect you know and they they build resiliency in that way yeah and i think this is what this article is getting at is this is providing us the knowledge about you know resiliency is a big word in in, in the army um but it but it it requ- it's it's trying to tell us a little bit more that that it's it's more than just knowing resiliency and knowing that we have to be resilient, but choosing to want to do that to better ourselves, choosing to to better those um, support structures. Like the the other part of this article that the author talks about is is how important uh, families, parents, siblings, spouses, friends, things are are to a soldier. But realizing that we need those things to be strengthened as well, 
so that we are completely or holistically fit. Now, I, was, I, I wanted to throw out a, a, a scenario that, that kind of doesn't really jive with the article. All right, you have a, you have, let's just say there's a specialist. He's probably in his, uh, you know, late, or mid to late, mid, late 20s, uh, married, but uh, he's getting a divorce. His wife is leaving him. Uh, she's taking the kids. He started drinking. Uh, it's affecting his work. He's not as he's gotten in trouble at work. He's not as effective as he used to be. There's there's obviously hey some maybe he came into work one went to formation and, and and was you know smelling of alcohol or whatever the case may be. There's there's any number of things that you could add on to that scenario. That that is a a, a kind of I mean what what in in terms of resilience what do we do? Obviously. As leaders, we need to be more involved and, and be involved with that in that soldier's life. Be aware of what's going on, so that we're there for them. But uh, you know, what do we do? What's what's what do we do in this kind of scenario to help this individual in, in, in terms of resilience? Let's talk about that, guys. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to describe the method to go about if you if you are having issues like that, or you have a soldier who's having issues like that, because doesn't matter how many push-ups you do to get accustomed to. You can't harden yourself enough physically to make your mind resilient enough to handle some of those stressors. So, and I know the author talks about managing the stress uh, with management techniques. But there's only so much you can manage in a situation yeah. like that, right? So I think it all leads back to the family, friends, teammates. Um, yeah. There's... The, it's a hard one, though. You, you know, have to have a support system. You have to have relation, strong relationships. Um, that's what stops a lot of people from going down the wrong path, too, sometimes, you know, down in those dark holes, um, which can, you can totally see those guys in the morning, you know, not really trying, not willing to participate um, because they just feel like it doesn't really matter. They're not, uh, they're not in the right mindset because they got a whole bunch of other stuff going on you don't know about. So it's really about knowing your soldiers and then, building a strong support system, going through some of these these things, these fields and activities and PT and all that stuff together, building hardened individuals together is what helps build the team. Yeah, I think it, it's such a it's such a tough one. I mean, there's so many. <laughs> I, I think if I was going to put an answer on it, I'd say that, you know, community is the most important thing. And if you you know, even if you have stuff like that going on, if you can wake up in the morning and you know you're going to work for that day, you're going to be surrounded by people that are genuinely like caring about you and like your well-being and your family and the situation. I mean, that's that's a that's a first good step from a leadership standpoint. I think. Yeah. Hey, let's talk. Let's let's kind of put a name. I, I know you're about to say something, Brendan, but let's put a name to that black path or that dark path that you're talking about. We're talking about suicide here. You know, let's put a name to it. Let's just say, call it what it is, because that that is a a word we don't bandy. The army doesn't bandy around lightly, and I think it's important that we 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 put it out there. It's 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 something that needs to be talked about. And, yeah. Uh, please continue. And the author here, he he talks a little bit about it, and I thought one of the most interesting facts he put in his article was the fact that some of our most hardened soldiers, the Special Operations Command, had um, 117 members of the SOF. Uh, community committed suicide between 07 and 15 and that's a right. higher percentage than both conventional and civilian population 
during that time, which struck me. I was very curious because it didn't make sense. I didn't understand why people that were so elite in the army, I did. I just didn't realize that that, that was a fact. I, I would assume it'd be more on the junior enlisted side, people having financial relationship issues, not adapting well with military life. Like those are the things that I thought were getting people, not the most elite and well-trained force that we have. So do you guys have anything to say to that? Stress is going to happen. Life is going to happen. And however ready you think you are, like it's going to affect everybody, you know, differently. You know, even if you are a, you know, elite special operator or, you know, um, professional, you know, athlete or, you know, whatever, whatever it may be up and down the chain. I mean, it's going to, it's going to happen and it's going to hit everybody differently. And, you know, like we've been talking about, I mean, having, having a proactive approach or, or, you know, support in as many ways as, as you can is, is important. As a strength and conditioning coach, uh, in your expert opinion, what would be something that you would, um, kind of prescribe to one of these soldiers if you see some of these, these risk factors? Something that I would prescribe to, um, I mean, PT. Yeah, more PT. I don't, <laughs> more PT. I don't. I, I don't think my first, contrary to to my position, I don't. I don't know if my first thing would be to to go to go train because <laughs> because I, I think we've all been there too. Like if you, you know, that could go one of two ways. Like it, again, like if you have a you have a healthy mindset, and you know, training is something that kind of you know relaxes you and puts you in a better psychological state i mean that's that's you know that's good for you like that's a positive thing but then there's the opposite end of it where you know somebody might take that kind of whatever they're feeling and it might come out in a negative way in their training and then they get hurt right so i mean right. you you gotta kind of you gotta find a balance there so i i mean i to be honest with you as a coach um you know especially as a strength conditioning coach you over the years you you tend to turn into this kind of psychologist of sorts. It just kind of is a part of the job, right? You just had a lot of time working with athletes, working with soldiers, you've been in these situations and they trust you enough because you're the coach. They know you're there to take care of them and they're going to, you know, they're going to pull you aside and they're going to ask, you know, if, if they can sit down and have a moment of your time and, and things like that. And I think finding ways to connect with them, um, you know, outside of, you know, training in the gym, I think is, I think is just as important as a healthy, you know, non-toxic, you know, training environment. Yeah, I think this 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 article is providing the knowledge, right? It's providing all the insight gathered from research, gathered from experiences, gathered from, um, you know, different resources. This is the knowledge, and I think soldiers that are listening to this um, need to take this knowledge and and develop or change their attitude to make that warrior attitude, and then choosing choosing those hardships because realize they, they now realize that. This is going to build resiliency. This is going to get, make them mentally tough to go through any kind of adversity that 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 we're going to bound to, you know, um, see in our lives, especially as soldiers. So I think uh, I, I I really like this article because it, it really gave that that insight needed to to change people's attitudes. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think if I was gonna if I was gonna leave soldiers with one with one thing. You know, especially just you know from the article is 
you know, it's, 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 we, nobody can do one thing or be successful at anything, you know, by themselves. So even though it does come down to a choice, you know, I would, I would advise people to, you know, find, find the professionals out there, seek out help, you know, network with people, find that community support and, and make a plan. Right. I mean, that, that, that's a part of it. Like it's not, you don't have to just figure this out on your own. I mean, you can build a lot of what this article is talking about through, having a well-established plan and being able to look, you know, down that path and, and, and see what the outcome is you want to be, you know, set it out, plan it out, talk it out, um, and just seek out, you know, seek out the right people to help you out with it. We'd like to thank all of you for joining us and thank you to our audience. Remember to put your knowledge to the page, submit articles and get published with the NCO journal. Don't forget to check out our webpage and follow us on social media. We'll catch you next time on the Insta Journal Podcast.